Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. I am really, really, really excited about tonight. We have got Zachary Long joining us. He is a JUCO. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's from Southeastern Community College in North Carolina. He's uncommitted right now. And uh, we're going to have a great conversation. Hey, Zachary, are you with yes, us? Yes, I am. Outstanding, man. Really looking forward to this. So happy to talk with you. Hey, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, maybe even go back to, you know, where you went to high school as well. And uh, maybe your first stop in college, any travel teams you played with, what your current GPA is. And hey, man, what got you into baseball? Yeah, Um so I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, a small town, 20 minutes outside of Raleigh, uh, called Fuquay Arena. Uh, I went to high school there. I uh, played in high school, and I got recruited from there to play at uh, UNC Pembroke. They're a Division Two in North Carolina, uh, past Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's in uh, Pembroke, North Carolina, Lumberton area. Uh, was there for my first two and a half years of college. And I had just transferred into Southeastern this past spring semester uh, for some playing time. Uh, I'm going to get the opportunity over at UNC Pembroke. So I transferred over there to Southeastern to get some playing time. Uh, my GPA is uh, 3.6. I mean, I don't really like school, but uh, I just I just take it seriously and take care of that aspect of everything so I can just worry about baseball whenever I play. Um, as far as getting into the baseball, um, I've always grown up with it. I mean, me and my dad went back. We played it when I was three years old, four years old, always starting young. Um, so it's always been a part of my life. Uh, but as far as showcasing throughout high school, I played with uh, Rawlings Prospects all four, all, yeah, all four years of high school for summer ball pretty much. And, uh, the recruiting process was definitely different for me than a lot of other people going up through it. But, yeah, that's how I kind of got into baseball and what's led me up to this point right now. Hey, man, what a great rundown. I am so glad that I had this muted. I mean, I laughed out loud literally when you said you don't like school and you got a 3.6 GPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can, I can appreciate that. I mean, you know, hey, school's not fun in, in many cases – it's something that you have to do. It's a means to an end. So uh, congratulations on that GPA. That is a fantastic GPA. What, so you're a redshirt sophomore. What year are you academically? So I am going into my senior year academically because I'll be going into my redshirt junior year athletically. Um, so, yeah, two years eligibility left on the field. And so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be my senior year academically. But with going to the community college this past spring, I almost delayed myself academically a little bit just so that I can get my playing time. Um, and I mean, that can 
you got to sacrifice something, right? So I kind of gave up my where I was ahead of uh, in school because I was getting ready to start a master's program at Pembroke. Um, but I put that on hold just so that I could, you know, bet on myself and play, put up some numbers, see what else I can do. Um, but yeah, I should be going into my senior year or yeah, senior year, fourth year academically. Man, that's outstanding, honestly. And, uh, you you know what, you put up some great numbers and we're going to get into that later. You put up some fantastic numbers while you were at Southeastern as well. So when you came out of high school, just so that I have a little bit of an understanding, mm-hmm. what led you to uh, uh, UNC uh, Pembroke? Yeah. So, like I said, the recruiting th- process for me was different. Uh, I didn't have any schools uh, reaching out to me throughout throughout high school. Uh, they were mostly it was mostly me emailing them like nonstop, and at the time. You know, I'd never done gone through any of that process before, so I was I didn't know how to do it. So you're looking up YouTube videos, trying to figure out what the right thing is to send, and taking in taking in everything you can to uh, to email schools and how to get your name out there. So you go to a bunch of showcase camps, spend a ton of money on those. You go all these emails and prospect camps at the colleges, and Pembroke originally I'd gone to one of their camps, like at their school. Uh, my sophomore year and had a good had a good camp they didn't didn't hear from him for about a year saw him again talked to him for a little bit and they're like we're full at catcher I was like great so I'm going into my senior season with no offers no schools of interest and then for some reason I had gotten a call from him saying hey we just had a catcher quit we need a guy to come in for next year would you still be interested so went to a camp did good there and then and uh, they're sorry. During the fall of my senior season, I went to a camp there, did good, and they offered me a a roster spot. And so that's how I got into UNC Pembroke to play baseball. So that's what led me there. Okay, gotcha. I mean, actually, you know, I mean, I know you wanted more playing time and so forth, but it sounds like it was a good move. I mean, it got you into college, got you tons of experience, you got a lot of classwork done as well, and then ultimately. That really led, you know, you had gotten pretty far ahead academically. And so you were thinking about your own athletic career and that led you to Southeastern. Mm-hmm. How, how did you, how did that work out? How'd you end up there? So another kind of crazy little chain of events. I had, had a great fall going into, so this past fall I had a great fall, uh, especially at the plate, um, was either leading the team in bad average or of the top performer, bad and average, uh, got told wasn't going to play. So I was like, all right. So I transferred, uh, was looking at going to Lewisburg community college, another school in North Carolina. Uh, it's a little bit more North up toward, toward closer to Virginia. And I talked with a coach around Thanksgiving. Uh, basically it was like, cool. We sounds good. You can come here. Haven't heard from him in about a month. Finally got accepted into the school. I uh, told him I got accepted, and he reached back out to me saying, probably not the best fit for you. So was left around Christmas time with nowhere to go. And uh, it came down to I DM the Coach Burns over at Southeastern on Twitter, and he responded right away. And it was between them and another school locally to me uh, called Wake Tech. 
and Wake Tech never really reached out to me. So I ended up just choosing Southeastern because it was coming up on about a couple weeks going, a couple weeks left in the winter break going into the uh, spring semester. So I was like, this is my opportunity. I might as well take it. So that's where I ended up. Well, I would say right now you're really in your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> kind of based on the way you came out of high school and the way you came out of your uh, sophomore well, I guess your sophomore year, but the way you came out of UNCP, mm-hmm. I mean, it's right down to the wire. So here you are yeah. again, it's kind of coming right down to the wire. You're in your comfort zone, man. <laughs> this is where you belong. I know. It's like a, <laughs> it keeps repeating itself, doesn't it? No question about it. I love it. Hey, so just a minute ago, you, uh, you obviously mentioned that you play catcher. Okay. So kind of let us know what are your strengths? And then I hate for you to have to say this, but maybe just a couple of things that you're working on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I could start with what I've been working on. So it kind of goes into me as a full player. So I consider myself as like a late bloomer. I didn't really figure out too much about how I can develop and all the other stuff along with it until about my sophomore year in college. Uh, and that came along with the help of teammates, friends from different schools, I mean, hometown friends, everything. Here, my parents, my uh, YouTube. I mean, I do endless research looking up stuff on how to develop. But one thing for me was I had really quick feet and I was really good at exchanging, but my arm wasn't the strongest. So, I mean, I dedicated a long, so like the summer and the winter, nonstop, just long tossing until hopefully my arm would get stronger. I started lifting weights more, got into a more serious weightlifting uh, program. just from learning from my roommates at the time and other teammates as I came up through baseball. Uh, But from behind the plate, I mean, blocking and throwing have been my strengths. Uh, Receiving was something that I really, really worked on recently throughout the winter and throughout the spring. And I've improved drastically at that. Like it's, it's a night and day difference. I just fully committed to it. And I, sell it out trying to get better at it nonstop is doing something every day uh so behind the plate i'd say i've made huge changes as far as how i play the game uh and it's it's definitely benefited it's definitely shown you know i mean i practice nonstop and it definitely looks better than it did a few months ago hey man i appreciate your candor and kind of walking through all of that my uh for the for the people that listen every now and then i I bring up my own son and my son was recruited as a catcher. And uh, I got to tell you the the art of receiving, that was one of the things that he loved the most. And to my, uh, I had a difficult time figuring out what the heck he was doing, but I mean, my goodness, it is extremely technical in, in the receiving piece. So Hey, man, I give you a lot of credit and especially jumping in the weight room and saying and recognizing a, a weakness you know, a perceived weakness, uh, arm strength, and just really going after it. A lot of times it gets easier in life just to say, you know, I don't want to do it. All right, I'm not that good at it, then whatever. I'll make up whatever excuse I want to make up to make myself feel Mm -hmm. better and just kind of move on. But to face it, you know, head on like that and really put a plan in place to overcome it. I mean, that just says a lot about you. But it says a lot about your character and the way you've overcome each recruiting situation that you've been faced with already. Just a ton of maturity 
Uh, another little note that I wrote down while you were while you were speaking was um, it's it's just amazing to me once you get into college how much you grow up. You know, it's it's just kind of being on your own, and as I'm listening to you, you're working with your teammates, and uh, just that aspect of not having mom and dad necessarily in you know physically right there beside you. I mean, they're always going to support you and you can reach out to them. And, and that's a sense of comfort and, and strength as well. But just to know that you're just on your own, it's quite amazing how much you grow up from your senior year to your, uh, your freshman year of yeah. college. Oh, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's definitely a challenge because, I mean, you think about it. When you're growing up, you got your dad or whoever it is throwing you BP. I mean, you get to school. And they can't even come near the field, right? You can't even – every day at practice, it's – you got a machine. You either got a coach. It's something. Like, you're stepping out of your comfort zone. And so, for me, being – because when I went into college, I think I was 177, 175. Uh, so, as far as, like, the growth aspect of things, when I say late bloomer, like, I didn't start really fitting – filling into my body until recently, like a couple – a few months ago, going into my – third year so junior year going into this past year and that's when I started taking the, the nutrition part the weightlifting training everything I mean I fully committed to it fully sold out and it's not going to be a overnight growth aspect right it's going to be day to day and it's going to show over months well it's definitely showing I mean I went from 175 177 to 195 and I'm shooting for 200, you know, like in good, healthy weight and I'm doing it the right way. And that's, I mean, that's good. So it definitely shows you the growth, um, but it's definitely a big step forward. Once you go from high school in your comfort zone, shooting out to college and you don't really have your parents there physically with you, like you said. Man, absolutely. And I, I love that 20 pound gain. That's not the freshman 15 no, no, that no. you hear about. That's, I mean, that's that was right. hard work and that was, that was, about a year, year process going at it. Man, that's awesome. And and what's your height? I am 5'11". 5'11", 195? Yep. Yeah, yep. that's big. You're in the weight room a oh, good yeah. bit? Oh, yeah. So throughout the season, it's probably it was probably like two to three days a week, just depending on how I was able to incorporate it with our games, uh, especially recently, this past season, because I was playing, right? But all season, as far as winter and summer, it's – five days a week and another weakness, you know, going back to something I need to work on is strength in my legs, right? The catcher, you're nonstop nine innings, your legs are shot. So you got, when you go to hit in ninth inning or eighth inning, your legs are just out from under you. So I really made it a priority this past winter and this summer, especially on crushing the legs, you know, hit and try to hit every muscle group, do everything you can. And then, I mean, you're working out, you're working hard. You got to be able to replenish your body. You know, I take the sleep serious, the recovery, everything. But I'm definitely in there. And on top of the five days a week, it's probably five to six days a week. I'm doing something baseball related, whether it be catching drills, hitting, throwing, it's something. So, yeah. Man, you know what, Zachary, I'm just um... – I'm, I'm really happy that you're on tonight. And maybe this is selfish for me. I mean, my core audience is uncommitted high school prospects. And I think it is so valuable for those guys to hear someone firsthand that has college experience, that's going through the day-to-day, and to, 
to kind of really hear, and I hope they get the appreciation that it takes to really, truly be successful at the next level. It's so much work. It's, it's kind of incredible. And in many ways, you know, pro athletes have it easier than college athletes because they don't have to worry about schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you were doing a full-time job to stay on the baseball field. And, oh, by the way, you got to take a full class yeah. load. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's kind of quite incredible when you put all that together. Hey, everybody that's joining, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate it. If you came in late, don't worry about it. We record this space, so we'll retweet it out later. You'll be able to hear it in its entirety. So I got to believe you've got a lot of answers to this next question I want to ask you, and it's about motivation, you know, and just kind of listening to your story here over the last couple of years, I can only imagine. But what is it that you do to really kind of stay motivated to keep improving? And to kind of keep pushing yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a ton of different answers for that. Uh, the main one is that my goal and, you know, end result, my dream is to probably like a lot of other kids is to play, you know, professionally. Uh, I've always wanted to since I was little and I know how much work it takes to get to that point, especially for someone in my position where they didn't have the strength uh, per se like when they were younger they didn't have all the opportunity in the world for other people to see them uh, it was just like that's just been something I want to achieve and seeing big leaguers play all the time I mean they live the life I mean you go there you watch them they just show up into a it's literally like a, a theater they're an entertainment so it's I mean it's a dream and I shoot for that every day. Uh, another thing is, when I, through growing up and through getting, through going through all the baseball process stuff, it uh, there was a lot of people that set a ceiling to my own ability, right? Like they're like, well, you're not six two two thirty. You're five eleven one seventy something. It's like, so they set a restriction to what you can and cannot do. So that's definitely been something that keeps me motivated to keep pushing to not only prove them wrong but to, to show myself how much I can do uh, and through hard work and whatnot you can achieve endless whatever you set your mind to so as long as I can get the opportunity to go play somewhere and keep pushing for it there's no you get really one shot at this I'm not going to just roll over and be like oh, all right well I'm 5'11 175 it's it's just not for me like there's some there's people in there in the MLB that were not born with all the strength and all the height in the world, right? They trained for it. And so having that in mind, having an end result of what I want to be and want to look like, right? That helps me get to it. I mean, all those factor into what motivate me to get to where I want to be and to keep going at the rate that I'm going. No doubt about it, man. I love that. That's so impressive. And the thing of it is, you, you keep referencing the 5'11", 175. Man, you're 5'11", 195. Mm -hmm. you, led, you led Southeastern in batting average. You threw out the most runners in your league. I mean, you know, and I think that's just incredible. You know, when I kind of think back, and I hate to keep harping on it, but I, you can't help it. I mean, one of the things that you were questioning for yourself, you had great feet, great footwork super technique but you were worried about your arm and you just took that on full force 
and started working on developing strength and arm strength. And look at the results that you put on the field here in your last year. So, I mean, that just speaks volumes to, yeah, this, yeah, you're motivated to keep getting better because you've got a track record of getting better. Hey, um, and I can only imagine this too, you know, especially somebody who's been playing since they were three years old and playing a ton of baseball with their dad and their dad was coaching them. And then they uh, played, I'm sure, high level baseball, played division two, University of North Carolina, Pembroke, had the opportunity to play Juco and Juco is, you know, people can say whatever they want. Juco is big time. Yeah, baseball. Not, not to interrupt you, like the competition that I saw playing, like just being around uh, Pembroke and then going to a junior college, it not that far off. Like I saw, I saw dudes throwing harder in junior college than I did at Pembroke. We faced lefty. I faced multiple lefties throwing ninety three to ninety six. It. I mean, there, there is talent there. It's. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Sorry, not, not, not to interrupt you, but, yeah, you're right. Go ahead. No, I'm glad you did interrupt me. You're 100% right. Again, our core audience are uncommitted high school prospects, and I know a lot of those guys have this d one or only you know, mentality. And, you know, one of the easiest pieces of advice, is, the advice to give to somebody in high school is just, hey, man, go to the area college. It doesn't matter if it's D2, D3, be a JUCO. D1, whatever your area college is, go check out a practice. And, and you hear that all the time. You go check out a practice, look at the guy that plays the position you play, and you tell me if you could play there. And it doesn't really matter the level because these guys are men that are out there and they're big-time performers. You know, and, and so that you know, you know, I'm down here in Orlando, Florida, and the junior, college, the junior colleges that are in Florida are phenomenal. You know, University of Central Florida just, uh, you know, they just won the national championship in uh, junior college. And then you look at the D2 level that's down here. It is ridiculous. There are plenty of there are plenty D1 schools probably in the Midwest and so forth that cannot compete with the D2s that are down here in Florida. I mean, there is so much good baseball across the country. So I, I appreciate you bringing that piece up 100 percent. Hey, um, you know, let me ask you something with your, your, you know, you brought up your, your GPA at a 3.6 and you were even made the comment that you don't even like going to school. <laughs> so how, how do you balance your academic commitments, you know, with the baseball commitments and still have a GPA of 3.6? Yeah, so I guess it'd be more of a perspective to it, right? So if I don't, and that's something that I've always been able to do is have a, a different perspective on it than most people do, whether that be like, now I'm not where I want to be as far as physically in strength or in weight, whatever it may be, right? Or talent. But eventually, if I keep doing these things and making these sacrifices, I'll get to where I want to be. But so for the school part, it's like, okay, if I don't do so-and-so, like if I don't do this assignment, this paper, then that's going to be more stress later on for me. And so when I go out to practice or go out to the field, now I'm thinking about what I didn't did and did not do in the classroom. And now I'm sitting here like, well, now I'm stressed about something else. So then my performance isn't going to be where it needs to be because my mental state is going to be distracted by that. Right. So I have to have all my focus put on baseball when I'm playing baseball. 
can't have it elsewhere. So putting that into perspective and knowing that if I can knock out what I'm supposed to do, when I'm supposed to do it, and as far as the school side of things, then going to play baseball, that's, that's the easy part. I don't have to worry about anything in the classroom. I don't need to be stressed about homework or a test or a project or any of that. I can just do that when I need to do it. And as soon as I leave the classroom or my laptop, whatever it may be, and I go to do baseball, I'm going to do baseball with everything, my, my focus, everything, you know? I do know. Man, you're taking all the talking points, Zachary. I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, that is it. I mean, if you're doing the things that you're supposed to do today, you don't have to worry about them tomorrow, yeah, right? Yep. And if you're taking care of the academic piece, it allows you to completely focus on baseball when you're out, when you're out there. And I think you just worded that perfectly. It's, it's not in the back of your mind and you're sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, this is what I should have done when I get home from practice. I got to do this or worse yet. It, you're sitting there thinking in the middle of the game, why didn't I do such and such? Now I got to I, I got to contact the professor, tell him to turn this late, say, hey, I had a baseball game. Can you give me a, a break here? And you know you don't want to yeah, be thinking right. about that when you're in the middle of a game. So you're taking all the talking <laughs> points, man. You're super oh, mature. Yeah. I got to tell you. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, again, everyone that's joining, thank you very very much for being here. We absolutely appreciate it. We do this Twitter space, as I said, Monday through Thursday. We record it, and we take that recording, and we turn it into a podcast. The podcast is Now D1 Speaks, and it is on every platform that you could possibly imagine out there. I would personally appreciate it if you like what you're hearing, if you would just uh, find that, that podcast, Now D1 Speaks, subscribe to it, and man, I would absolutely appreciate a five-star rating. Uh, tonight, we're talking with Zachary Long. Zachary is a redshirt sophomore. He's at Southeastern Community College, and he's transferring. So it's a big opportunity for him, and we are very, very grateful to have him on. So let me ask you something. Are, you know, are there any particular players or coaches that have really been influential, maybe kind of stick out? It could be high school level or, or certainly college level that have really helped you in your development. Yeah. Uh, three people specifically do come to mind. Uh, two of them are teammates. The other one is my dad. Uh, at Pembroke, I had, for the weight training aspect of things, uh, my roommate at the time, he is obsessed with late weightlifting. He used to play baseball. Uh, he was a physical, like, stud. This dude, he hit the gym all the time. He knew it, all the things about nutrition, exercise, all the nerdy stuff about all that stuff. And I learned for two and a half years, three years, just listening to him because he'd talk about it all the time. He was majoring in exercise uh, science, so he knew all the stuff, and he grew up with it, so he knew all about it. Other person was my high school teammate, my best friend. He's a pitcher at UNCW now. As far as the arm strength and more of a baseball side of things and just how to approach certain situations, I was able to take from him and reach out to him and ask him about hey, what do you do to build your arm strength? What do you do to maintain your arm strength, your arm health, your leg? Because like, he's he's built. He's a big guy. He's got – I ask him about, you know, workouts, what he eats, how he does certain things. And those two have definitely helped me develop and learn how I can develop because everybody is different, right? Everyone's got their own little puzzle. I mean, once you figure it out, then you're kind of set. But it just takes some people longer. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to have those guys around me. And then 
my dad's been with me through the whole recruiting process. So I've had, and working out, practicing and all that other stuff. He's helped me. I mean, since I was obviously three years old, he introduced me to the sport, but you know, he's there every day to help me practice. So I'm fortunate enough to have that uh, aspect and all those people in my life to help me get to where I want to be. And that's another thing that I've learned as I've gotten older is to learn from other people that are like almost experts in your own mind to a certain field or certain side of things that you want to benefit from. And there's nothing wrong with reaching out to them and asking them for help. I mean, that's how I've gotten my arm strongest, how I've learned about working out and how I've developed my own workout programs to benefit and to better myself, right? So those are definitely the three people that stick out to me uh, as far as benefiting me uh, throughout this whole process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just as we continue to talk, and I've really been enjoying tonight so much, Zachary. And uh, one of the things that I appreciate about you is your maturity, as I've brought up a couple times in the past. But one of the things that comes along with that maturity is recognizing your own weaknesses and not shying away from it or running from it, but instead looking to others that are stronger. And, And as you say, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to them to get some guidance. And I, and I think the thing that's, and I would, I would imagine you're probably being, well, I haven't asked you about it, but I would say you're probably being a little humble about it. There's times I'm sure where other people are probably reaching out to you. And, and, you know, it's one of those things, once you realize that this is what I'm not so good at, let me go to somebody that's really good at it. And it makes you better. You're more apt to help others too. You know, when somebody comes to you, then you're like, yeah, let me, let me, let me show you what's going on and how I overcame whatever that is. Oh yeah. And I've definitely, it's funny, I've definitely taken that on without realizing it. Right. I mean, going through endlessly, like not knowing how to do certain things or what the right way about how to go about certain things, uh, this definitely led me to wanting to help others that reach out to me or you don't even reach out to me. Sometimes I say some stuff to like teammates at the time. They probably don't want to hear it, but I'm sitting there like, yeah, hey, I can, might be able to help you. But uh, that's definitely for sure. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. So do you have any pregame rituals? And, and what I'm kind of referring to, like, you know, pregame, is there some kind of mental aspect or routine that you would like to go through to get ready for a game? Yeah. Yeah. No. So over the years, I've definitely, researched I mean talk about I've researched a ton from all different types of sports I mean football baseball MMA every like super athlete the guys that are at the top of their sport uh, performance wise they all have the mental strength like you wouldn't believe it so they all go through visualization meditation kind of but those types of things and I've taken those on and I've tried to learn about them and how to be able to do that. So certainly what I do and what I kind of found in what I, benefits me the most in this season, this past season was a huge test for me, right? Like trying to see what works and what doesn't work. And what worked for me was the night most tried to try, I try to every night uh, go through a visualization of me in a certain situation or me me succeeding in a certain situation or being at my dream, like where I want to be 
see what it looks like, what it feels like, smells like, put all these different sensory things into my mind. Uh, I try to imagine that. And I mean, if you imagine succeeding and whatnot, it's definitely going to benefit you when you encounter that situation, because now you've already succeeded mentally, right? So now you just got to do what your muscle memory is and just go out there and perform. Uh, Another thing that I like to do is write down uh, my thoughts going into it, write down why I am where I am and the reason what it can benefit me and whatnot. But those things are definitely certain things that I've taken away from this past season, which was more of like a test to see what works and what doesn't work. And I think those things have helped me tremendously as far as performance-wise and taking the stress off of myself, right, and just playing. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree 100% there. Hey, uh, you know, you were talking about your dreams and, and the things that you're writing down as well. And I got a feeling you probably do this for both, but I'm sitting, sitting here thinking to myself, I bet you write down some immediate goals that are right in front of you. But kind of talk to us about both aspects, like like a short-term goal, and maybe that short-term goal is just getting through graduation, and then a long-term goal as well. Where do you really see yourself in the next two, five-plus years? Yeah, so I've definitely gone through uh, short-term goals, long-term goals through high school and through college, and I've learned that breaking it down into something so small as doing something the next day or that day, right? To benefit yourself. And I consider those, those are the short-term goals that I kind of look at. Uh, it's either day-to-day or it's a weekly thing. You know, did I get better this week? Did I do what I was supposed to? Did I stretch? Did I work on this mental content? Like, did I do certain things to benefit me, whether it be that day or week to week? Uh, performance-wise, like, how do I feel this week? Your sleep. I mean, all these factors go into it. And those are, those are things that I would consider short-term goals for me. Uh, but as far as long-term goals, I mean, it can be stretched out to 20 years. But, I mean, in my mind right now, a long-term goal is to be drafted, right? Whether or drafted or signed, whatever it may be, because there's endless possibilities. You don't know what can happen. Uh, but that's kind of where I have my sights set. And as soon as I reach that position, then it'll be another set of goals that I can set, you know. But that's where the main focus is right now. Uh, you know, I don't think altering it or having my idea like, oh, maybe if this doesn't work, then I can try this. Like, I don't think that that's going to benefit me mentally as far as going for it, right? Because you only get really one chance of being able to go for something like this, especially something so challenging and difficult to reach for. So it's just full-on commitment to it and see what happens. It's a great attitude, man. I love that. I love that description, the way you went through it. I think you're on the path. You set your path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to see it. You're going to see it through. And uh, that's impressive. And I have no doubt you will see it through. Hey, if you're an uncommitted high school prospect, you know, you could be a 23, 24, 25, or you could be a, a junior college uncommitted prospect. You know, I would love to have the opportunity to talk to you and maybe kind of go through this uh, uh, experience that Zachary is going through. Uh, please reach out to me on Twitter. I am at now underscore D1. I will tell you that we probably have maybe one or two, maybe three dates left in June. And then we're kind of booking into July, which is fine. 
we're going to run this series at least through the summer. I'm sure we'll go into the fall as well. And uh, But if you have an interest in doing that, please reach out to me. I will tell you that coaches are listening to this. And, you know, I, I think Zachary could probably attest to this from his D2 experience and even junior college experience. Coaches are limited. They don't, they don't necessarily have these enormous recruiting budgets where they can go across the country and see everybody. Heck, they can barely go across the state, right? Maybe they can't even go across the state. I mean, it's very challenging for coaches to have the time to be able to find quality kids to come into their program. And I think this forum kind of gives them an opportunity to say, all right, here's somebody with great stats. They got great video. I've heard from the guys that I trust that this is a quality person. Now let me listen to them. And when you hear someone like Zachary with the, the experience and the maturity that he has, you know, the, the groundwork that he's already put in, not only physically where he's developed his body, developed his game, but academically as well. I mean, that 3.6 GPA is big. I mean, that, that's a great GPA in college especially when you're playing sports. I mean, you're working a full-time job while taking college classes. That's a great GPA. And here's someone who's very far advanced into his uh, collegiate career. It just gives coaches a sense of confidence that this is someone that understands what the day-to-day -day is like. I don't have to worry about him off the field we can focus on the things that are really important to a coach and that's a baseball game and really winning baseball games. So I love this forum. If you want to have an opportunity to get on, I really ask just reach out to me and we'll figure it out and go from there. So Zachary, you are, you know, you're a red shirt sophomore. You're stepping away from Southeastern. Obviously you're looking for another opportunity You've been here before. You were kind of here in your senior year. You were also there when you were getting ready to leave University of North Carolina, Pembroke. Tell us a little bit about your recruiting process today, kind of like where you are and, you know, where you – hey, how are things going right now? Yeah, so like you said, in my comfort zone. So right now I've gotten – I've been sending for about – I don't even know how many months. About every Sunday and Monday night, I send probably between 80 and 100 emails to colleges throughout the country. Uh, some of them, and I have my Twitter and all this other stuff in there, and some of them get back to me as far as email, and some of them don't respond. Some of them just follow me on my Twitter, and that's kind of the end of it. Uh, it's been tough so far. I've only I've, – I've had one offer. Uh I've had schools reach out to me saying, hey, we're interested, yada, 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 like send us some more stuff and then reach back out to them and then they no longer respond to you. I've had schools straight up say something to me and then they don't even respond to my response. I've had other guys, I mean, and thankfully there's some schools that are just straightforward and like, hey, we don't have enough space right now for catcher. We're full of catcher. But, and those are unfortunate, but it's better for that to happen, right? As opposed to having to send them more and more stuff and they don't, they don't need anybody else. Right. So it's been a tough process so far. So right now it's still sending stuff out every weekend and hoping for the best. I mean, this Twitter, I'm trying to use this platform because you look at coaches in inboxes and they're 
thousands of emails. They do not get to all of them. And the Twitter was almost another way to reach out to them without having to send them an email. And it's an endless thing, a resource, right, platform where somebody else can retweet it and my video might show up on somebody else's Twitter feed, but they're in a different state that I didn't even think about, right? So I've been trying to use this platform the best I can, as resourceful as I can, following as every coach. I mean, if you look at my followers, I follow, I think, over 200 coaches just following them, you know, hoping for the best. But recruiting process right now has been tough. I'm hoping for other schools to reach out, you know, and just see what we can do about it and see if I can find a program that's a good fit for me and a good fit for them because I'm looking for someone that can – going to develop me and give me the exposure I need and the opportunity I need to get to where I want to be. Right. So yeah, that's where I am. Hey, absolutely, man. Hey, thank you for, again, thank you for your candor and kind of going through that. The recruiting process is tough. It's tough on everybody. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's not easy, especially when you throw in the transfer portal, you throw in that COVID, you know, Kids have got six years to play now. I mean, oh, yeah. there are a lot of there are a lot of guys across the country that are looking for opportunities, and uh, so I I absolutely appreciate where you're coming from. But I will say, hey man, what a blessing and congratulations! You do have an offer. I mean, that's you know, oh, yeah, 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 there is that's right, yep, yeah, hundred percent right. That that's big. There's nothing wrong with that. So you do have an offer, and you're still working, and and you're just. Hey, you're looking for other opportunities as, as well, and anybody can appreciate that. Are you playing in a summer league, or are you just working out on your own over the summer? Yeah, so I, this is the first summer in, I don't even know how many years that I am not playing any summer baseball. And the reason behind that for me was I saw this as an opportunity and a chance to fully commit to the physical side of things as far as weight training, my diet, my training regime basically like this is my chance to get ahead of everybody or catch up to some even because like I had said earlier you know I'm not as physically gifted I'm not as physically talented as some of these just studs you know and I got to get to that point if I want to get to where I want to be and over past summers I noticed how challenging it was just to maintain my body weight because of how much I would burn off or how much time and resources that I would use just to be playing the game, right? So the training wouldn't be as intense. So my strength obviously would be more of a maintaining state. It would be really hard for me to kind of get stronger and develop that way. So I saw taking the summer off as, from games is a chance to really just hit it hard in the gym and practicing and getting better that way. I think that makes sense. And I can absolutely appreciate where you're coming from. I mean, you are, you said you graduated in 2020. So you're, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you're 20, working on 21. Yeah, I'm going on 21 right now. Going on 21. So you have probably played almost year round, probably for the last seven, maybe even eight years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a long time. So seeing like a summer off, because I remember I was talking to my, my mom. I was like, yeah, it feels good not to have to worry about going to play a game. But I mean, I'm still training, still working hard, so it's not fully off, but it's definitely off from worrying about traveling to a game or anything like that. Absolutely, man. I can appreciate that 100%. No doubt about it. 
Hey, let me ask you something. We'll kind of, maybe we'll kind of wrap it up here on this last question, but, um, what, what kind of advice would you give? And usually what I do, you know, when I'm talking to guys that are juniors, you know, that are 24 uncommitted and I'm thinking to myself, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's about to go into high school? But I think in this particular case, if you're, if, what, what type of advice would you give to a 24 or a 23, you know, that's in high school, that's really looking for an opportunity to play in college? You know, what would be the advice to them? Uh, I'd certainly say to believe in yourself more than anybody else, because nobody's going to be there to pick you up when you fail. Uh, and that's in everything. It can mean school baseball, whatever you want to put it in, but uh, you believe in yourself, you can you can get to where you want to be. Uh, it's definitely a long process, and there's going to be more downs than there are ups, uh, especially, you know, from my experience at least. You know, some guys get lucky, and that's great for them. It's where they get, you know, schools reaching out to them left and right. Other cases like mine, it's just it's a brutal process where it takes time and commitment and a lot of energy to stay with it. Uh, so I'd definitely say believe in yourself most of all. And the more you believe in yourself, the more likely you are to get there uh, to where, wherever it is you want to be, right? So that'd be the biggest advice I could say. What great advice. And no doubt about that. That is fantastic advice. Hey, Zachary, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. And and I've I've enjoyed it tremendously because – I, it's just refreshing to to hear from someone that's kind of in the middle of it, that's really in the college experience and understands what it takes to be a college athlete. And, and I know, and it, it, maybe it's, again, a little bit on the selfish side, but I know my core audience, the uncommitted high school uh, prospects are going to appreciate hearing your experiences. And again, just thanks for being here. You didn't have to do this. I know this is a stressful time in your life. Certainly. I don't doubt for one second that you're going to be successful. The, the groundwork that you've already put in the work you put in on the field, certainly off the field is going to do nothing but benefit you. You're going to continue to grow from this. You have, I don't, I'll say luxury. You have the luxury of leaning on past experiences you were in this exact same position probably, you know, in June of your senior year in high school. You were in this same position June after two years at UN University of North Carolina, Pembroke. You know what it takes to kind of look for that next opportunity. I wish it was easier for you, but this is the path that for whatever reason you're going down. And it's a path that's just making you stronger. It is making you stronger every day. And it's going to make you a better baseball player. It's going to make you a better person. It'll make you a better student. It'll make you a better employee or employer. It'll make you a better husband, make you a better father. I mean, you're just going to continue to grow from this. And what's so incredible, you know, it's just so awesome. Again, is I, I get so used to talking to uncommitted high school kids, and it blows me away how mature they are in so many aspects. But then to hear from someone on the next level, just a couple of years older, I mean, it's really remarkable, but at the same time, Zachary, you're right here at the front of your life. You're at the doorstep of the rest of your life. It's all right here in front of you, and, that, and you, you're in an awesome position. 
you're getting to do the things you love in regards to baseball and you're putting down uh, a, um, uh, an academic record as well. That's going to help you to, to succeed. So man, I've really appreciated you being here and I am wishing you nothing but success. And uh, I hope you have great fortune kind of here moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Thank you. No, I appreciate you having me on. Hopefully this gets out there, whether it helps somebody or, you know, benefits me any, I mean, that's, I appreciate it a lot. Man, I hope it benefits both. I hope you benefited somebody else and, and you get benefit from it as well. I will tell you that tomorrow night we're going to kind of go back to our regular scheduled programming. I guess you could say we've got Walker Craig coming on. Walker is out of Tennessee. He's a 24 uncommitted. Really looking forward to talking to him and, and finding out what he's got going in the future. Hey, man, Zachary, I hope we're able to stay in touch. And if there's anything I can do for you, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, I really appreciate you being here again. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. All right, guys, we're going to end it here. Thank you very much. Good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast. Blast.